I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. All right. So hopefully you didn't stay up too late last night for the Super Bowl, the big game. Uh, probably the most watched Super Bowl in the history of of the NFL. Uh, if when we see the numbers, we haven't seen the numbers yet, and of course that was because of the Taylor Swift effect, the injection of younger women into the sport, is seen as a huge opportunity for the NFL, because we know young women tend to be less interested in spectator sports. It, it, I mean, at least in my experience, that's the case, and Taylor Swift has introduced many of them to the game and a lot of them will enjoy it because it is an exciting sport. And there are a lot of them who will become lifelong fans, probably of the Kansas city chiefs, since that's the team they're starting with, but, but it's, it's a great, great night for the chiefs. They now look more like a dynasty team, three super bowls in four years. It was a good game over time. That's only happened one other time in super bowl history winning touchdown drive for the Chiefs. It was just, I mean, it was just about everything you could want from a Super Bowl. And if you remember, the NFL was in trouble there for a while because you had the reaction to the players kneeling for the national anthem and a lot of fans that uh, stopped watching. Not everybody, but there were a significant number of fans. I'm guessing a lot of them have come back by now. Because they realized how dumb it was to blame the entire sport for a bunch of idiots kneeling for the national anthem. But but th- this is the thing about it. People don't want to see politics mixed with sports. Sports is an escape from the troubles of the real world, of which politics is these days. It's the real world. It's It's a pain in the butt in a lot of ways. It's upsetting. But people watch sports so they don't have to think about real life for a few hours. They don't need an injection of political warfare. That's why, you know what, I I don't like when the president does the interview in the middle of the game, even though Joe Biden decided not to do that this year for obvious reasons. But I I don't like that. It's bringing politics into a world where politics should be avoided at all costs. When we are united. When it comes to cheering on our favorite team or our favorite player, it's the opposite of politics. And particularly the NFL is a force that brings millions of us together. Halftime show was Usher. That's almost as big as the game nowadays. He was good. I I don't know a lot of his stuff. A few songs. Um, Confession Part 2. Yeah, with Little John. I'd imagine the fans enjoyed it. I think the older generations, Gen X, older boomers, they, they probably are less familiar with Usher, but it was still, it was still a good performance. He was, he's a great dancer. He was dressed a little bit like Michael Jackson. There was a roller skating part of the whole situation where they all put on roller skates. That was kind of cool. Oh, so overall, look, it was a good Super Bowl. Uh, the commercials are always a draw. I thought those were a bit lean last night. Not a lot of memorable ones. The one everyone seems to be talking about was the one with Ben Affleck and J-Lo. It, it also had Tom Brady in it uh, and Matt Damon. It was for Duncan, formerly Duncan Donuts, now just Duncan. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I talk about this sometimes, I have a difficult history with sports. I'm a Jets fan, right? The Jets have been bad for a really, really long time. They're one of the hard luck teams of the NFL. They just never seem to be able to get it together. 
for in, for instance, this past season, in the first drive of the season, Aaron Rodgers, who we hyped and it was it was a big deal that Aaron Rodgers was coming to the Jets, he got injured in the in the first set of plays of the season. And it, it pretty much destroyed the Jets' season. We all kind of knew at that point that this was not going to go well. On the first drive of the first game, the season is over. It was sad. It was pathetic. But I'll tell you something. It was not surprising to Jets fans because they think the team is cursed with with good reason, I think, because they never win anything. And And, and people ask me, Sometimes, why don't you just switch to a good team? And if I would, if I if I could, I would. But my loyalty to the Jets is just too solid. It's 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 too deeply ingrained in my mind, and it's the principle of the thing at this point. You know, sticking with them until they finally make it to the Super Bowl, which they haven't done in sixty years. If they do, that's going to be a big point of pride, and you're you're looking forward to that. You're hoping for returns on your investment in the future. And you assume that all the losing and all the terrible seasons will be worth it if they have that one championship. And it it does. I mean, it negates a lot of the the past uh, horrible play and a lot of the past losses and a lot of the past disasters if that team finally does win. Because the view of your team changes. The view of your team is now that of a champion. And people don't, mock and laugh at championship teams like they do the New York Jets. With baseball, uh, again, hard luck. I've been an Orioles fan since I moved to Baltimore. And they're now they're very good, although they haven't won a title in 40 years. But they have a lot of promise. I was actually, interestingly enough, an Orioles fan as a kid, too. I grew up in Washington, D.C. There was no baseball team in Washington, D.C. So they were our team. And my dad and, and my brother and I used to, and sometimes my mom, used to ride up to Baltimore and go to the games. It was fun. And then the Nats came around. I was gone. I was in California. I wasn't paying much attention to baseball. But the Nats came around, and they became uh, our team for a while. Now I'm back with the Orioles, though. I was never that dedicated to the Washington Nationals. The Orioles were always kind of, you know, they kind of had my heart because I grew up with them. And baseball is fun. I'm looking forward to the season. But we, we we love sports in this culture. We love competition. We love to be elated, especially around fellow fans. And I, I think that's the most important part of the sport is the camaraderie among strangers who are passionate about the same team. Because what else can do that, right? So, I, I mean, I will go to a bar to watch the Jets. I don't drink anymore. Um, so it's a, it's a strange place to be. But when they're not on streaming and they're not on TV, I have to go somewhere to watch. And occasionally there's another Jets fan there or a couple. And, you know, we commiserate, but we also cheer when things are going right, which is rare, but still fun when it happens. Like I said, I, I don't drink anymore. The games are a little more stressful as a result. Because usually with the Jets, you need some substances in your system to watch. But it's still, you know, there's still something to say about going to where the fans are going, going and being somewhere where you can be with fans and you can, you know, experience the game together. It's, it's funny, funny though. I mean, only one team can win the championship in any given sport. So in the end, most fans are going to be disappointed and they know it, but they still watch and they still go to the games. I will watch the jets at the beginning of the season. 
and, and, and see how terrible they are. And if I think they have a chance to make the playoffs, I'll stick with it. But once they start consistently losing games or once they're eliminated, I, I have a hard time staying interested. Because if you're just watching a bad team lose over and over again, it's not nearly as much fun. But I usually watch at least the first couple of games. Now, my dad, he watches all the Commanders games. Even when they're a terrible team and, and even when they're eliminated. Because he's a real fan and he finds a way to enjoy the game even when the Commanders are terrible, which is a lot. Again, another hard luck team. But when you... When you look at the greatness of America, you have to put our sports leagues and teams on the list. It's, you know, it is the descendant of gladiators in the Coliseum, but the United States basically created these leagues, NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and they turned them into these billion dollar industries. Fans see the teams as integral parts of their identity. They wear the clothes. We collect the memorabilia. We pay big bucks to go to the games live. I just I, I think it's safe to say that professional sports and even college sports are really important parts of the culture and the economy as well. But being a fan, especially of a bad team, is it's full of heartbreak. Year after year, and we wonder why we do it. Why do fans like me keep coming back to the well after disappointing season after disappointing season? It feels like I'm a battered spouse. Not to make light of spousal abuse, it's very serious, but that's what it feels like. Like I'm a glutton for punishment. Yet, it's exciting. When the games are meaningful, there's there's not much more, it doesn't get much more exciting than that. And yeah, yeah, stressful. Stressful. The stakes are high. Only 17 games, single elimination in the playoffs. Every game matters. And you know that feeling when the game is close. And time is running out. Even I, when I'm watching teams that I don't like, I get stressed out and I, I start to panic. If you, you know, if, if you're ahead, you stress out. If you're winning, you stress out uh, over whether your team can keep the lead. It's a stressful situation, but we do it anyway. Because something about that excitement and that stress and the chance that your team could achieve glory are all very addictive. They keep us coming back. Almost like a compulsive gambler. We tell ourselves, yeah, they lose over and over again. Yeah, they'll never win a championship. But I'm going to continue to dedicate my time, my energy, and my emotional well-being to this team that is probably going to disappoint me in the end. It makes no sense on the surface. But we keep coming back for that moment of elation or that one victory that allows us to cheer or be proud for a week or to celebrate or commiserate with fellow fans. I, I went to a Jets home game in New York. I've only been to one of them, but it was a great experience. I decided I was going to tailgate because, one, I had never tailgated before, and I wanted to try it. But I also thought it would be fun to hang out with a bunch of Jets fans. Not, not living in New York, I don't have the opportunity to meet many Jets fans, and there, there are hundreds of them out there in the parking lot having a great time. So I went uh, by myself and had a great time because I, I, you know, I felt as though I was around my own people. Part of this strange cult almost. And the game was great. They won. They beat the Commanders, which is actually my dad and brother's team. They were they were at the game too. But it was such a great experience, not just because they won, but because I got to cheer with other people. I got to be with thousands of people that day 
who may have been on the other side of me, politically speaking, when it comes to our values. But for a few hours, we're best friends. So overall, it was a really good night to be a sports fan. The Super Bowl is an important part of American culture. It's watched by millions. And I think that speaks to the popularity of professional football. And now it's going to get even more popular as teenage girls start wearing Travis Kelsey jerseys as fashion statements. But but, but also learning about the game and enjoying the competitive part of the game, I hope. A uh, big week coming up. The big news is still Joe Biden and questions about his fitness for office. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but it's really one of the big, biggest uh, political stories of the past few years. So we'll be talking about that. Please subscribe to the podcast, Dan Joseph's America, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you all on Wednesday.